Hello and welcome to this all new episode of Poetry Spoken Here. I am producer and technical director Jack Rossiter Munley. And very quickly before we get into the episode, I just wanted to mention as always that Poetry Spoken Here is produced by Cardboard Box Productions Incorporated, a small digital production company making podcasts about poetry, literature, and cultural history. You can find out more about Poetry Spoken Here and all of the other Cardboard Box Productions podcasts at cardboardboxproductionsinc.com. And, most excitingly, Cardboard Box Productions also has a newsletter called Unboxed that you can subscribe to, and that's a great place to get more information about the poets and writers featured on Poetry Spoken Here, and the people, poems, and subjects featured on all of the other Cardboard Box shows. So again, that's the newsletter Unboxed that you can subscribe to from CardboardBoxProductionsInc.com. On with the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Poetry Spoken Here. This is producer Jack Rossiter-Munley. And today's episode features a reading by Aracelis Girme. You will hear her introduced by fellow poet Francisco Aragon. This reading was one of the readings that we recorded in the spring of 2019 at the Unamuno Author Festival, which took place at several locations across Madrid in Spain. I hope you enjoy this reading. Ahora me complace poder introducir el siguiente poeta. Aracelis Guirmey nació y se crió en el sur de California. Es autora de pre- tres poemarios, Teeth, Kingdom Animalia, The Black Maria. Por sus obras, fue finalista del premio National Book Critics Circle Award y del premio Nostat Prize in Literature. Ha recibido un premio Whiting Writers Award, una beca, beca del National Endowment for the Arts. I first learned of Aracelis Germay's work from poet and literary activist Rich Villar. In May of 2007, I had the pleasure of reading in the Accentos Bronx Poetry Showcase in the performance space of the Bruckner Bar and Grill, and Aracelis Irmay. Among, among the pleasures that night after the reading was meeting Araceles Guirme and the poet John Murillo, who were in attendance, I remember lamenting that I hadn't learned of their work earlier in order to include them in the wind shifts and anthology that I edited and which had just turned out that year. Seeking to remedy these imbalances, both Araceles Guirme and John Murillo were part of a roster of poets curated by Letras Latinas to participate in a multi-year initiative called Latino Poetry Now, a program that presented Latinx poets at various universities. The initiative's first event, which included Aracelis, took place at Harvard in November of 2011. In 2012, I was fortunate enough to study with Aracelis. That summer, when I did my final Canto Mundo workshop, she was one of the faculty poets. All this to say, I've been following and admiring Aracelis's poetic output for well over 10 years. 
Born and raised in Santa Ana, California, she is also deliberate in her celebration of her African roots. I'd like to close these remarks by quoting her from a roundtable discussion she took part in as part of the aforementioned Latino Poetry Now initiative, a discussion she had with poets Eduardo C. Corral and Rosa Alcala, and which can be read in full at the website of the Poetry Society of America, a collaborative co-presenter of that touring series. This is Aracelis. The process of writing a poem can make me more aware of my own relationship with taboo, wonder, my minefields. In my anxiety over a word or a turn in a poem, I realize what I've been afraid to say or what I've been shying away from. Usually, I move with great time towards an engagement with a discarded or quieted thing. But the poems I'm writing lately are steeped in an engagement with loss, home, family, the absent or changing or disappearing body of a person, a place which moves me into the land of personal history. Please join me in welcoming, por la favor, da la bienvenida, Aracelis Germain. Thank you so much um, for everything. Your introduction, Francisco, your reading, more than that, and Stephen, and um, to everybody, um, Liz, Spencer, Leila, Laura, La Residencia, each of you, um, every hand, every hour, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's um, a gift to be here. Can you hear me okay? Um, I'm going to read some poems, and um, I'm going to start with one of my favorite poems by uh, Garcia Lorca, and I'm going to read it in Spanish. Ando de mis rodillas en mi español, entonces perdona. I'm going to go slowly, but I feel like I want to, I want to read this in our Spanish. El poeta pide ayuda a la Virgen. Pido a la Divina Madre de Dios, Reina Celeste de todo lo criado, me dé la pura luz de los animalejos que tienen en una sola letra en su vocabulario, animales sin alma, simples formas, lejos de la despedida despreciable sabiduría del gato, lejos de la profundidad ficticia de los buzos, lejos de la escultórica sapiencia del caballo, criaturas que aman sin ojos, con un solo sentido de infinito ondulado y que se agrupan en grandes montones para ser comido, comidas por los pájaros. Pido la sola dimensión que tienen los pequeños animales planos para narrar cosas cubiertas de tierra bajo la dura inocencia del zapato. 
No hay quien llore porque comprenda el millón de puertecitas que tiene el mercado. Esa muchedumbre, muchedumbre china de los cebollas decapitadas y ese gran sol amarillo de viejos peces aplastados. Tú, madre siempre terrible, ballena de todos los cielos. Tú, madre siempre promista, vecina del perejil prestado. Sabes que yo comprendo la carne mínima del mundo para poder expresarlo. I think Maurer translates that ending something like, something like, sorry, I don't have it here. Um, you understand that in order to speak of the world, I must understand its slightest flesh. Me voy con mis poemas, pues. Hi. This is called um, Luam, New York. And um, it's translated um, by Elisa Diaz Castelo. It's her version, um, uh, poet translator um, from Mexico City. Luan, New York. The flies, six in a metallic pile, identical green, identical bristle and God. To see so clearly the science in their suits. And yesterday, the woman asking, are you twins? My sister and I, whose mothers are different, whose years are. From a distance, are we species by species identical, each other, our needs and moving? Dear fly, my other life out splintering, involved in the evolution. We are like siblings, you and I, separated by many years and rooms. Ode to the Watermelon. I think the poem will tell you. It is June at El Tacontento near 17th. The cook slices clean through the belly of a watermelon, sandia, via santo, and honeybees grown in glistening temples dance away from their sugary hives, ants in lines, beetles toward your red. If you are east, they are going east, over and over, toward your worldly luscious blushed fruit freckled with seeds. Roadside, my obtuse pleasure under strings of lights, a printed skirt in grocery barrels above park grasses on Sunday afternoon to the moan and dolorous moan of swings. Ripe conjugationer of water and sun, your opening calls even the birds to land. And in Palestine, where it is a crime to wave the flag of Palestine in Palestine, watermelon halves are raised against Israeli troops for the red, black, white, green of Palestine. Forever I love you, your color hemmed by rind, the blaring juke and wet of it. Black seeds star red immense as poppy fields, white to outsing jasmine again, all that green, sandia, 
Via Santo, summer's holy, earthly bandera of the ground, language of fields, even under a blade, you swing your quiet scent in the pendulum of any gale. Men bow their heads open-mouthed to coax the sugar from beneath your work dress. Women lift you to their teeth. Sandia, via santo. Yours is a sweetness to outlast slaughter. Tongues will lose themselves inside you, scattering seeds. All over, the land will hum with your wild, raucous blooming. Um, this next poem, I do want to say something, which is, um, it has been such, such an interesting time, maybe this is always true, but to have kids and little kids and to figure out um, raising them in New York City, um, the relationship between, you know, our choices and having to literally <laughs> pay for life um, and figuring out how to, when to widen our circle and when it must be small, but that kind of dilation of family unit has been a struggle um, that has su surprised me, the depth of that struggle. How to belong to a world outside of my house and also belong to the world in my house. I was alive when both my children were born it was May, then it was June. Snow fell through our heads and I was surprised that of all the animals, it was the snow who came. From the moment my children were born, before that, we were buying them away out of my body. We are buying their lives, my lives, their father's lives. We draw a circle around us. This is what we can pay. What will that get us? How much time? Outside the window of my childhood, a crow stands emptying its throat. Here, here you go. I am emptying my throats, too. I want to say, just so, I'm so grateful, Jorge Vessel, Jorge, um, for um, your translation of this poem and all of our poems. I was astounded to see how big that anthology is. Um, it's amazing, and this festival. Um, ceremony for Remembering the Doorless World, October. Where three wee horses mark ground, turn snake our necks inside the guayla circle, my aranchi, etan, child fox out my fourth mouth you drink. Then the year went dark, and our own flowers and fires and what we thought we were. Though still our faces open to the whooping of coyotes at the canyon rim, how they throw their voices out, falling starless veils of lace over our still black heads. Awake I sit, sentried with all my sight, and the purple fennel musting after rain. This hour, become my canyon, become my bottom of the world, listening for your breaths to ward off non-breath. Parent, my son, my son, a flicker barely born already. 
withstand the blanched eye of our grief. One morning with our faces crying into the arroyo at answers, once there were no doors, no doors on earth, not a single one. So when I listen, I still hear you still kicking the ball, laughing as you say the story of endurance. And the women flutter their flickering tongues, a flock of sound suddenly a flight to be for you, both here and further. They throw their voice birds over the births, so we are three and simultaneous earths inside your coil of father hair, to which I press my ear to hear the histories, then the bell, then the whirl, the whir of doctors above your beds, your noiseless struggle to be, stay, say, you are my here's and furthers. Daddy, now I join the mothers. Remember when you were a little boy, I used to hold you. It's amazing to see like, how many people meet in one person and how time feels so rippled. Um, and my son is my son, but he's my father and he's my sister. It's just amazing. This is an ode to the placenta. Have you seen one? <laughs> oh my god. And um, yeah, my husband Rasan was like, if you read that poem, you need to tell them that it's an ode to the placenta. And also that I, had, I felt so sad for leaving it. Um, and so wanted to touch it with this poem. Placenta shed my lichen, my book, my organ, my slop, your cake, my slab, our moss, and I and sack of meat on which the baby fed from me, who was not me, then rode away inside her own horses, lovingly was shooed, my garden nest, that realm, my stray and matted hair, your gut and veils, your hoodmole room of minerals and weight, my flea and struggle table, my splay at which we met in darkness, though I left you there, my sorry desiccated by hospital light. Grandmother, my dog, following our child out, though you knew the air would kill. Elder, my elder, but also the baby and baby twin. Her mother, her me, her meadow of wild flowers, who, when I had no hands, no mind, took care of her and made her live. This is called Elegy. What to do with this knowledge that our living is not guaranteed? Perhaps one day you touch the young branch of something beautiful and it grows and grows despite your birthdays and the death certificate. And it one day shades the heads of something beautiful or makes itself useful to the nest Walk out of your house then, believing in this. Nothing else matters. All above us is the touching of strangers and parrots, some of them human, some of them not human. Listen to me. I am telling you a true thing. This is the only kingdom, the kingdom of touching, the touches of the disappearing things.
And I'll close before I introduce someone um, with um, <laughs> da, da, da. Um, with um, this poem, Ars Poetica, and thank you, Curtis. I was like, is this okay? Is this? I'm not giving him responsibility for the translation of this, but I did have some questions at the last minute, so thank you. I'll read it in English and then Spanish. Ars Poetica. May the poems be the little snail's trail. Everywhere I go, every inch, quiet record of the foot's silver prayer. I lived once. Thank you. It was here. Arte Poetica. Que los po poemas sean el rastro del caracol pequeño. Al a cualquier lugar donde vaya, cada pasitito, un registro de la oración del pie. Viví una vez. Gracias. Fue aquí. Thank you. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash poetry spoken here. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash poetry spoken here. For more about today's show and other Poetry Spoken Here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com. If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com. <laughs>